What is up today's Today Crew? I hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Child. I'm the founder and CEO of the Today's Today Movement, here to help you crush your goals on a more consistent basis by helping you crush them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you also go leave a rate and a review. Then take a screenshot and tag us up on your social media at TTD TLF. I love to give every single person a shout out that goes and puts us up on their story. Today, I have got Skylar with me on the podcast today. And dude, I am super, super excited for everything that we're going to talk about because I've got some amazing questions for the topic we're going to be talking about. But before we get into what we're going to be talking about, Skylar, why don't you go on and give us a little introduction about who you are? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so first off, thanks for having me, Colton. So for those listening, my name is Skylar, and I'm a entrepreneur health coach. Um, I've been studying health for, oh man, like officially two, maybe two and a half years now, and off the record, like 10 years. Like um, I, in middle school and in high school, I was a slightly insecure kid. And so I kind of shifted my focus towards taking care of myself. Like I started off being a huge meathead and just spending a lot of time in the gym. And then in college, I was struggling with some anxiety issues and low energy issues. And so I shifted towards nutrition. And then in the recent past, I also kind of really dove deep into sleep. And so I'm really, really obsessed with just taking care of your mind and taking care of your body and taking care of yourself, right? Making this like a holistic thing. But it's just been a major, major passion of mine. I love helping people win. I love helping people reduce their stress, gain energy, and you know, I'm all about that self-care. So yeah, appreciate you ha for having me today, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So question number one that I have, because I know a lot of people have no idea what this word means, holistic health. Like, can you give like a definition of that? Because I know, especially as for entrepreneurs that are just starting, um, and even sometimes entrepreneurs that are trying to just get into more of like understanding health for them um, in general, like when somebody says holistic health, like they understand the health portion of it, but the holistic side, they're kind of like, what the hell is that? Right. So I look at holistic health from a bunch of different angles. Um, I think the first and the most important is using your natural body and mind to heal and using the resources around you. Um, I know, especially in today's culture, we're kind of taught if you have a sore throat or if you have some sort of issue, you should head straight to the doctors, you should take a prescription. Um, and there's kind of like the quote, normal way to do things. But like the reality is with a lot of the issues that we experience on a day to day basis, we can heal it naturally, right with natural remedies with things that come from the earth or um, things that come from within us. And so that's the big thing. And then I think the other important thing that's worth noting is like holistic meaning like whole, like you're treating the whole. So like instead of having a sore throat and taking a prescription drug to address that sore throat, looking at the issue as like, okay, how can we view this as one big picture? Because, you know, people sometimes separate the mind and the body when the reality is it's all one thing. Like yeah. how you treat the mind is going to affect the body. How you treat the body is going to affect the mind. And if you address your health as like a big picture thing rather than just, you know, exercise and that's it or exercise and eat healthy, but like address the whole picture, obviously you're going to do a lot better job at maintaining your health than if you're kind of scattered or if you view things as, you know, X equals Y and there's just this cause and effect, like it's, it's the big picture thing. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. And that's so crucial to do because one of the biggest issues that I see, especially with entrepreneurs and especially with business owners, is they kind of get so bogged down on very specific little things, especially like when it comes to issues or challenges or struggles within a business that's growing. And you know, we're talking about holistic health. So when it comes to a person's individual like health, like when you get so bogged down, you can't see the big picture. So it's really important to be able to take that step back and say, okay, what's really going on here? What is the big picture? And then taking those big picture movements forward or else it's going to be like, okay, there's a little fire here on my left. Okay, well, I'm not paying attention to the little fire that's happening over here on my right. Oh, no, that little fire on my right is now absolutely massive and huge. Now I really have to pay attention to it, right? Right, absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely, and it's, it's that focus issue. Like we want to zone in on a problem and focus all in on the problem instead of exactly like you said, like just really looking at the big picture. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about three pillars um, when we were discussing this topic for holistic health. Why don't you go over those three pillars for everybody? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, of course, there's a lot more than these three pillars if you're looking at the big picture. But mm -hmm. in terms of your physical health and even gaining control of your mental health, there are three major areas that you do need to focus on. Like, yeah, you can focus on the little things. But again, if you're not taking care of these three areas, you're going to run into some issues. So the first one is uh, movement. Some people say exercise. I like to say movement um, just because people look at exercise as like an event. Like you have to go for a run or go to the gym or go do a workout. But I'm, I look at things as like movement. Like you have a body and you should be able to move it, right? You don't have to go to the gym. Maybe it's taking a 10 minute break throughout your day and doing some jumping jacks or running up your stairs or doing something to actually move your body. Um, because we're caught in this paradigm of, you know, going to the gym and killing it for an hour. And then for a lot of us, we sit down at our desk for the rest of the day. And like, if you think about it, an hour of your day is only 4% of your entire day. So if you're killing it at the gym, no matter how amazing of a workout you have, if you go home and you sit down, you're being only 4% more active than someone who sits down on their butt their entire day. Um, so that's the first one. That's something that I really like to harp on. The second is sleep. Uh, this is the one that most nutrition and most health plans out there miss out on, you know, cause most of them are, you got to eat healthy, you got to exercise, but sleep is like a major, major part of your health. Uh, poor sleep has a ton of just bad side effects from it. If you're not getting good sleep every night, you can become overweight, you can lose your focus, your brain, your body can have problems repairing. Um, and so that's a major issue too. And the big thing about sleep is a lot of people think about sleep as length, right? Oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I need to be sleeping more. But sleep has depth too. And from our daily habits, a lot of us are actually spending most of our time asleep on these lighter levels of sleep. And we're not really getting the restorative benefits that we would have if we set ourselves up for a higher quality sleep. So that's the second pillar. And then the third pillar and my favorite is nutrition. Nutrition is like the most complex thing ever. But in terms of uh, effort versus results, I'd say like the Pareto principle, 80% of the results you get is from 20% of your effort. And I'd say nutrition is that big aspect. Like if your nutrition is off, you're going to see sickness. You're going to have all these little ailments popping up. You're going to have low energy. And so it's super, super important to 
really take note of and be careful of what you eat. So again, just to sum it up, because I know that's a lot. So we have uh, exercise or movement, we have sleep and we have nutrition for those three pillars. Yeah, no, I love that. And just to talk about a little bit on each of those, like the movement, like yesterday, I didn't get a typical workout in per se, but I was able to go with some friends of mine and we went over to this trampoline park for an hour and a half because they gave us an extra free 30 minutes, which was awesome. And we jumped. And so I used to train gymnastics. I trained gymnastics for seven years. I was absolutely a beast at it. Freaking loved it. I could do all the really kind of cool flips and tricks that everybody kind of talks about and sees on YouTube. Um, and so I tried to do some of those yesterday. And I was able to still do quite a bit. Like when I woke up this morning, though, I think I was probably 10 times more sore than I would have been if I would have gone to the gym for an hour or worked out or just gone on a typical little run. Um, so yeah, no, movement just in general is so absolutely crucial. Um, and just doing something um, and even doing something more consistently throughout the day. Like you said, if you only work out one hour, you're only 4% more productive than somebody that's sitting on their butt all day long. Right. Right. Like yeah. I think that was so cool because that's allowing people to kind of see that big picture. Right. It's kind of saying, wait, let's, let's actually look at what is this actually doing? So I'm all about like full truths and half truths. Right. So when somebody typically says like, yeah, just work out one hour a day, that's kind of like a half truth. Whereas you just stated is like, okay, but that working out one hour a day is only 4% of your day which means you're only 4% more productive than somebody that sits on their butt all day. Like that's a full truth. And that Absolutely. is so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And we get yeah. stuck in these boxes where like, we feel like we have to do a certain thing. Yeah. Like again, if you have a gym schedule, like I used to be, like I said, a total meathead and I would go yeah. to the gym five, six days a week for an hour to two hours a day. But like, then if I hit the pavement and I went for a jog, I would be a mess. I would have no stamina. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, and it's not even running, lifting weights. Like there's so many other things, like you said, like gymnastics, going on a trampoline, doing yoga, like it's, it has to be looked at as this holistic thing that you enjoy. And I think that's the most important part is actually enjoying it. Cause if you're going out and you're going for a run and you hate your life for those 20 minutes or 30 minutes, like what's the point, right? You're yeah. going to wake up the next day and you were planning on going for a run, but you're sore and you hate it. So you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm going to skip today. Yep. Yep. It is. It is so, so crucial. And it's really kind of funny that you mentioned that because I've been hearing it a lot lately. The movements that you take need to be movements that you enjoy. Mm. So, because if you don't enjoy them, you will not do them consistently. And that's one of those things that I have to harp on my clients about, especially when it comes down to like their daily activity in order to crush their goals is you have to be doing something that you enjoy and that you're good at and that you can do for a long period of time. Because there are certain things that we enjoy doing. We don't want to do them forever. And there are certain things that we're good at doing that we really don't want to do forever. And so you have to find that medium to where you enjoy it and you can do it on a long-term basis. But like with health, like you can mix it up a bit. Like you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, I can only run because I only enjoy running for the rest of my life. Like if you get to a point where it's like, I really just don't want to run. I want to go do something different. Like pick up a jump rope or go do something yes. different, but continue to make that movement. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And a big thing people miss out on is that you know, try rock climbing, try going yeah. and playing like pickleball or tennis or like yeah. do a team sport and get involved with other people. Like 
There yeah. are so many different ways to move your body and to say that you don't enjoy exercise or to try to stick to one thing that you don't love. Like it's, it's really unrealistic nowadays. Yeah, no, it really, really is. So um, another thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is something that I personally found really helped me when it came to my sleep. So I can go on five to six hours of sleep on a nightly basis. For me, that is the perfect amount of sleep for me. If I sleep too much longer, I'm just drowsy all day long. If I sleep too much less, like I'm just cranky all day. So five to six hours for me is like the number one like amount of sleep that I need to be getting on a daily basis. Do you recommend for one people to kind of find how many hours they need to sleep in order to be really productive? Or is there kind of like a general amount of hours that you found that somebody needs to sleep? And then talk about the effects of hitting the snooze button. Because I know for me, when I would hit the snooze button, and I would hit it over and over and over and over again, those last probably like hour of sleep would just be absolutely horrible and it would do absolutely no good for me because I was getting woken up. I didn't get the deep sleep that I really needed when it comes to actually getting fulfilled sleep. Absolutely. Um, all right. So there's a lot there. So the first yeah. thing to unpack is this idea of like a recommended number of hours of sleep. Yep. Um, so ideally seven and a half and above is good, but everyone's different, right? You said that you found that sweet spot. And if you're not tired throughout the day, if you're not, you know, tending to want to take naps or not being able to focus, then perfect, right? So the biggest thing I can recommend is for people to focus on getting the amount that makes them feel good. Yeah. Uh, and so here's the deal. So it's, it's very complex because there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But I think the big thing that I want to help people understand is sleep isn't just length. And if you're just looking at like, oh, well, I want to be asleep for six hours or seven and a half hours, and you're not looking at your sleep quality, you're leaving a lot on the table. Because maybe if you fixed the quality of your sleep, you could go from needing eight hours to feel well rested and you could wake up in seven, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's a big thing. But the recommended, I'm going to say again, is seven and a half to eight. That's for me where I feel really, really good. Um, I can go off like six, six and a half for a couple weeks, but eventually it really just starts running down on me. Um, so the first thing, yeah, really, really pay attention to what your body needs. Um, the second thing, the snooze button. So before I get into that, I do want to say if you have an alarm in the morning and you wake up and you are in the middle of a deep sleep cycle, you're going to be a lot more drowsy right? Because you've probably had this before where you take a nap maybe, or even if you are just in a super, super deep sleep and you wake up, like you have no idea what year it is. You don't know what (laughs) you're supposed to be doing. Like you're a complete mess, right? Uh, Yes. (laughs) And so, so if you wake up in the middle of sleep cycles, you're going to be well rested. You're going to be alert. You're going to be ready to start your day. Um, And most people don't really pay attention to that stuff. Like they say, okay, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow, so I'm going to set an alarm for 6 a.m. And whenever I go to bed, great. But if you can start like timing those sleep cycles and figuring out when you need to wake up, like for me, I sometimes don't even wake up with an alarm. And those are the days where I feel the most amazing. Um, those are the ones where, you know, I wake up naturally and I can start my day and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like you feel well rested, you feel good. You don't have that large obnoxious alarm just blaring in your ear right when you wake up. Um, and it's a good, really good way to start the day. But 
if you do use an alarm, so this is the, the snooze button. So snooze is like the number one habit that I tell people they should avoid. And I know it's like the number one habit that most people do. Yeah. Um, but so basically when you wake up, right, your body hears this loud noise and it's alert. It's kind of like startled. It's pulled out, pulled out of the sleep. So it may be a little more drowsy and you make the decision. All right, I'm going to get a couple more minutes of sleep. Like I'm tired. I just need the rest. I need to kind of recuperate. And so you press the snooze button and you go back to bed. And so your body and your mind, they say, what just happened? Like we got up now we're going back to sleep. I guess that first one was a false alarm. And so you pull yourself into a deeper sleep than when you first woke up. Mm -hmm. And now when the second alarm goes off, you're pulled up from that even deeper sleep and you're even more drowsy, wow. right? And so you're going to be more drowsy and it's this thing called sleep inertia and it can last for two to four hours after you wake up where you're more unfocused, you're more tired. Um, and so being able to press that alarm turn it off and get up is like one of the best habits, not only for the energy and the focus reasons, but also there's this quote out there that I love. Um, how one person does one thing is how they do everything. Yes. And it's like that very first moment of the day, as small of a decision as it may seem to press the snooze button and to go back to bed. Like if you can get in the habit of you have something to do and boom, you click the button to turn the alarm off and you get up and you do it that's going to spill over into other areas of your life as well. So huge, huge proponent for not pressing the snooze button. But again, like science aside, like you said, you can notice if you wake up in the morning and you press snooze one, two, three, four, five, six times, you start your day and you just, you feel super, super off, right? You feel yeah. tired. You feel lethargic. Oh um, yeah. And so that's another big thing that I'm about, like listening to your body and mind. Like a lot of us, we get these signals that what we're doing isn't right. And we ignore them and we blame something else. But like, take a look at the situation, see what's there, see if you can change it and see if you can address it to, to make that change. Yeah, no, and it, it's so important. And I know that you probably have your tips and tricks on how to like actually get out of bed. One of the best ones that I found um, is one using Mel Robbins five, the counting down five yep. kind of trick awesome. where it's like five, four, three, two, one, and then you just do it right? Just because yep. that, and there's so much more science behind it than I'm probably even aware of, but just with your mental side of it, like counting down, like your body's like, uh Oh, it's counting down. We, we better get going. Um, which is so helpful. I know one of the things that was really helping me when it was, when I was trying to break that habit of using the snooze button, um, was there are tons and tons of apps that are out there that kind of help track your sleep. And so it'll set your alarm. It'll wake you up when you're in the lightest amount of sleep, right? Mm. The lightest level of sleep. So I had a friend of mine who turned me on to a couple apps. Um, and this was a while ago. The one that I have right now, it's called Sleep Cycle. But essentially, uh, instead of my alarm going off at like 7, if I need it to go off at 7, if I'm in a really light sleep at 6.42, it'll have my alarm go off at 6.42 Very versus cool. at seven, because at seven I could be in a deeper level of sleep. And then, or if I'm still in a really deep level of sleep and then at 7.05 is when I'm at a really light sleep, that's when it'll wake me up, but it won't wake me up past like 7.15. I think it, it, it was set at. So does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome.
Yeah. So just some other kind of cool things for people that are out there that are like, oh, I just can't do it. So definitely. So many ways. Um, also, so nutrition and, and, you know, and it's really kind of funny in the first two. So sleep and movement, we keep talking about, you got to find what works best for you. And this is one of the crucial things that I talk about, especially within the today's today crew is making sure that people understand that your secrets to your success are yours. They have to be created and developed by you in order for them to work in order for you to go reach your success. And so it's funny because we just talked about sleep and it's like, you have to find what works best for you, but here's kind of the recommended thing. And then movement, you got to find what's best for you, but this is what we do, right? And I think it comes down to nutrition as well. Like you have to find if you want to follow a certain, um, I hate using the word diet because I just hate that word. Just because if you're going to do a diet, honestly, you should just make a lifestyle change and you Absolutely. should just do that kind of healthy eating every single day versus like, well, I'm on a diet. It's like, no, you're changing up your lifestyle. Um, so kind of talk about that a little bit and the crucial importance of finding what works for an individual or a certain lifestyle changes or diet plans that kind of help people do, do different things. Absolutely. Um, so again, so there's like a ton here and I, I, I always got to just do my best to break it down as simply as possible. Yeah, no, um, it's awesome. Go for it. Yeah. So the, the first thing first, first things first, like if you are on a diet that you don't enjoy, it's not a diet, right? It's like, it's honestly like a prison. Like you need to find foods and ways to eat that you actually enjoy. Right. And so a lot of people out there maybe who are really addicted to sugar or who just love junk food and who can't kick it, you know, they're probably thinking, well, I just don't like healthy food. Like I don't know what to eat even when I make a diet plan, like it's boring. I always go back to this old way of eating. And of course there's a lot behind it, but like the first things first is you can retrain your taste buds to enjoy quote healthy foods more, right? Like you sometimes like, one of the things that I used to do was, or I didn't really used to do it, but when I made my big transition to eating healthier, foods that used to taste delicious, and a lot of other people say this too, but they'll try the foods that they used to love and it's just overpowering. Like if I had a can of Coke right now, like that would be an overpowering taste for my taste buds just because like, I don't know, when you're addicted to it, it tastes really good, like you get used to it, but when you go off it for a while, it doesn't have that big of an effect on you. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what to eat, again, because it is so complicated, so there's two things I emphasize. Number one, try to eat as close to natural as possible. And I don't mean natural as in like on a packaging that says all natural. I mean like <laughs> as close to you can get it on the earth if humans hadn't been here as possible. So with vegetables and with fruits, you know, avoiding pesticides. So getting organic. With meats, um, eating meat cause I'm not like anti-meat, anything like that, but finding the meats that have been raised the way they should be raised. Like for example, beef, a hundred percent grass fed beef, because if humans weren't here, there's no way a cow could peel a piece of corn and eat corn, right? Yeah. <laughs> they naturally eat grass. And so that's what they're meant to eat. Um, and that's the big one. The other big thing that I like to emphasize is gut health, uh, our foods are kind of, it's really, really, it's complicated. I'm still learning, but basically our gut is this super intelligent, complex thing. And it actually communicates back and forth with our brain. And it has 
more, uh, it has like millions or excuse me, billions of bacteria in it that are good and that are bad. Um, and I'm probably butchering this right now, but so <laughs> that's okay. Basi- all right. So basically, so your gut has all these bacteria in it. It communicates direct with the brain. And what you need to know is that about 50% of your dopamine, which is that feel good hormone is created in your stomach. About 95% of your serotonin, which is the happy hormone is produced in your stomach. And about, I want to say it's like 50% too of GABA, G-A-B-A, which is like an anti-anxiety hormone is produced in your stomach as well. Wow. And so again, like health is this very holistic thing. So if your gut health is off, your mental health can be off. Like a lot of people experience depression and anxiety and they just feel quote off because they're not eating healthy because their gut is unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, again, I think like the major keys for eating is just try to go with as natural of food as possible, like a, a caveman diet, like eating, uh, meat that has been raised naturally eating vegetables and fruits that haven't been processed that don't have pesticides on them. Um, and another big thing is drinking a lot of water. And that's kind of one of the things that can retrain your taste buds too. like a lot of people, they say, I don't feel thirsty. You know, I drink a couple glasses a day, but like we should be drinking a gallon plus like a gallon to three yeah. gallons every single yeah. day. Yeah. So, and this is really kind of funny because and people always laugh at me. So I've been on, cause I love water. Like I love the taste of water. So I typically drink about a gallon jug every single day. And most of the time I'm carrying my gallon jug with me every single day. I'm one of those people y'all. Um, and so many people ask me the questions like, how do you drink that on a daily basis? Like, why are you drinking that on a daily basis? And one of the things that I heard a couple of years ago was you're supposed to drink your body weight and fluid ounces of water. Like, I don't know how true that is or whatever it may be. I know for me and my personal health, that has helped me a ridiculous amount. Um, So do you know if that's true? Like, like, because I know everybody here is, you know, drink eight glasses of water and that's a recommended amount, but that's not nearly enough water that we should be intaking. Right. So the recommended is uh, half of your body weight in ounces, but... I always like, that's like the standard recommended, but I always bump that up like a lot because if you think about your lifestyle, if you're exercising and even just like how available water is for us and how much of our body is made up of water, I bump it up a lot. Um, So I don't do like a recommended amount. I don't track my water, but I'm just always drinking. Yeah. And like a good thing to know about that for the people out there who maybe don't want to drink or uh, aren't able to drink that much is your body can actually shut down its thirst if you don't drink enough and you can kind of put your, your state in a state of survival instead of thrival. Um, and as soon, like the best thing to do is as soon as you wake up, if you have one or two glasses of water right away, that can actually awaken your natural thirst. And like, you'll find that you are more thirsty throughout the day. Um, so yeah, so for anyone out there, like that's the number one nutrition tip I can give is just drink more water solely just because it has such a huge effect on your entire body, like not just your health or not just your stomach or whatever, but it's the brain, it's the lungs, it's the liver. It's, it's really everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so talk to us about consistency and how important consistency is, especially in taking care of your health. 
Absolutely. Um, so consistency is the most important thing. Like if you think about it, exercising for 15 minutes a day is way better than exercising twice a week for an hour just because of that momentum you build. And like, that's the most powerful force right there is momentum because for anyone out there who's like, you felt in flow, like you've just been doing things and you're just in the zone and like you're staying focused and you feel like you're just getting massive, massive results. Like that's coming from your momentum. Um, and like a lot of people, they're, they'll start this health journey, they'll try to make some changes and they don't see results in the first uh, week, month, maybe, maybe even a couple of months. But like if they stick to it, all of a sudden they're just going to see massive results. But most oh, yeah. people up before then. And so there's this great graph out there. It's, it's this progress and this growth isn't this straight line up, it's compounded. And so at the beginning, you know, you're still trying to reap those rewards and momentum. You're still, still trying to gain that compound interest and it doesn't seem like much, but when you stay consistent and when you build that momentum over time, like it, it blows up, like it starts just going up, up, up. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And it's so cool. Um, because when I'm working with my clients, especially when we're working on creating momentum within their business, like for us, um, or for my clients specifically, it's typically about 21 days. Like it's 21 days of them doing the consistent action that I coach them to go do and the processes that we put in place for them to really see that momentum. And then as they continue doing that after 90 days, like their business is just in a totally different world than they ever thought possible because of all of that momentum that they've done and created within that consistency. 100%. I, there, there's a quote out there that I love. It's 21 days to make a habit and 90 yep. days to create a lifestyle. Yep. 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 I love that. So, okay. So in closing, what is one piece of advice that you would love to give everybody that is listening? Biggest thing is take care of yourself. Like if you think about it and if you think about it, if you're, you have the best business you have the best relationships like picture yourself on a beautiful trip to your favorite place in the world and all you have is a sore throat that's all you're going to be able to think about every time you swallow you're going to feel that sore throat right and so your health and yourself should be the number one priority like i'm huge huge on personal development in general not just my health but just learning every day growing every day because you know at the end of the day like I'm the only person who's, who was here when I was born and I'm going to be the only person with me when I die. And yeah. it's like, if you're going through this life and you don't feel good internally, it's like, it's just going to be so much more of an enjoyable experience if you yeah. love who you are and if you feel good. Yeah. Um, so my biggest piece of advice is like, start small, especially if health isn't a lifestyle for you right now, especially if you haven't made it like, a super important part of your life. Don't go all out. Don't be super motivated and try to go to the gym for an hour and eat like a hundred percent healthy and sleep eight hours a night. Like start small, pick mm -hmm. one thing that you want to do, one thing that you want to improve on and take those steps and move forward. Yeah. And then build that momentum because it'll absolutely. compound into those bigger things. That is absolutely awesome. Skylar, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. For those of you that want to get connected with him, uh, learn more about the holistic health and everything that he does, all of his information is going to be linked in the description. So make sure to go check him out. 
Make sure to as well to subscribe to this podcast. Go over to wherever you can and leave a rate and a review because um, I'm going to start uh, shouting out some people. I'm going to start reading some of those reviews on the podcast because the ones that I've already been getting, they have been so cool and they've been so uplifting and I absolutely love them. So I want to make sure that I'm shouting y'all out for that. Make sure to, to take a screenshot that you were listening to this podcast, throw it up on your story and tag me at TTDTLF, which is also linked in the description if you don't remember that or didn't have a chance to write it down. Thank you all so much for joining in today. Make sure, like I said, hit that subscribe button. We love each and every single one of y'all. We hope y'all have a phenomenal, phenomenal day.